Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough, and here is a mini dose of Dr. Debbie where I'm sharing tips, suggestions, strategies, and sometimes just motivation to have you move past your betrayal once and for all. So this episode is dedicated to the betrayer and to the betrayed who is wondering if the betrayer can change. I get this all the time. People ask me, is it possible for uh, someone who's been able to betray to change? And here's my answer. Yes, they can if they really want to. If you really want them to, that has nothing to do with what you will see in them. This has everything to do with them wanting to. Now, when I say, when I'm even talking about betrayers, there are two, two types that I've, that I've noticed. One, they have no remorse, no regret, no empathy. On to the next, it becomes, you know, they're looking at you like, what's your problem? You know, get over it. I'm not talking about them. Then there are the other types of betrayers who, whether it was out of, and this is no excuse, whether it was out of uh, unhealed trauma, a sense of entitlement, um, just trying to numb from something unhealed, just whatever, you know, a low level of consciousness, whatever it is, they made those decisions. But when everything blew up, which it always does. I shouldn't say always, most of the times does. They realize what in the world did I do? I just shattered the heart and trust of the very person I love the most that loves me the most. I just blew up my entire life. I'm talking about that person. When that person wakes up like that, there's huge potential to change. Now, I know Many people say, once a cheater, always a cheater. And people don't change in all of this. And, and to be honest with you, which I would never be anything but, I used to think that too. But then remember, I've been studying this at the PhD level. I've seen it in my own experience and in our uh, Rebuild members. Our Rebuild program is for the betrayer. And it's so amazing to watch because there's no shaming or blaming, but I'm not easy on them. They work with our coaches and they have our programs specific for them, but they, I, I see them on a group call every month and they ask questions. And even just by the questions they ask, the way they show up, I know they're doing the deep work. And I mean, I'm giving them the playbook. This is what you say and do. This is what you never say and do. And it's so beautiful to watch these changes. I can tell you, we have a lot of members in our, the, the betrayer in our rebuild program, and then the betrayed their partner in our reclaim program. And what happens very often is the rebuild member, the betrayer will do a tremendous amount of work and the betrayed is struggling tremendously and they're not healing as quickly. And the, so the betrayer gets frustrated well, I will tell you something right now. You need to just, it is, the timeline is up to the betrayed. Th they call the shots here with how long it's going to take them. Now, if they're not doing the work, they could be using that as sort of a a, a power uh, move. And, and listen, it's understandable. Everything, they feel like the rug has been completely pulled out from under them, and it has. And they feel they have very little control over most things in their life. And this may be one of the things they feel they have control over. So that may be a place where they're exerting control, whether they, you know, give uh, you the impression, the idea that they notice all your changes or not. That's something that they may feel, well, I don't want to let them know because then they'll just, 
Who knows what'll happen? I don't want them feeling too comfortable. This is something so common we see all the time. In fact, even in my on my last call with the betrayers just the other night, there was someone um, who said, you know, I don't even know if it's getting through. I'm not getting any sign that any of this is working. She is just, it was a husband who was the betrayer and the wife is uh, is the betrayed. And he said, I, I don't even get a sense. I can't tell if she's feeling this, understanding it, getting it, anything. And I said, okay, well, a few things. Number one, just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not registering. You're, you're seeing the anger, right? And that's the outward expression. But what's behind that? Fear, sadness, hurt, right? So she's not at the point that she's feeling comfortable being vulnerable, vulnerable enough with you to express that. But, but what if that's behind what you're seeing? And what if you could speak to that, speak to the hurt and speak to the person who's sad and speak to the person who is just heartbroken. If you could find a way not to try to speak with the the angry person, but the one who's displaying anger because of that hurt right behind it, how would that work for you? And I, and then I also explained, and and, you know, that made a lot of sense to me. And I also explained, I said, you know, think about this she may be very afraid of letting you know that she sees all these changes because in her mind, then she could be thinking, okay, great. Well, he's doing all these changes. And if I acknowledge and I let him know, well, maybe his head's going to get too, too big and he'll, you know, and with his ego and whatever, and then feel too comfortable. And, and then she goes down this really dangerous rabbit hole. So she may not be letting you know, but that doesn't mean it's not registering. So I gave him and so he said, well, what do I do? And I gave him this idea. And this is beautiful because I, I'm, I'm doing this with all of our rebuild members in their own experiences, just sharing with them what may be really helpful. So for him, I said, okay, what would happen if let's say you just kind of walked into the room and you brought it up? Number one, very often the betrayed never wants to, the betrayer never wants to bring up anything because he's like, you know, he or she, we have many betrayers who are she, uh, she, and what, you know, they don't usually want to bring it up. They're like, well, I don't want to rock the boat if everything is kind of okay. But think about it for you to bring it up on your own. It shows you're thinking about them. You're, it shows you're thinking about this experience. It shows you're thinking about what you've done. So already look at the message that that sense. And then what if you just said something like, you know, I know you're having a hard time believing that these changes are real. I get it. And I would feel the same way. And you have every right not to trust me. I brought that on and I completely understand. And I will, until my last breath, do everything I can to show you uh, that I'm becoming someone trustworthy. And then what if you said something like, and I see so clearly that version of me that I was, I'm just, I mean, I can't believe I was able to do, I mean, it was me, but I can't believe that was me because I see it so clearly now that version of me, um, just didn't get it. Didn't see what I had, didn't appreciate who you were all of this. It had nothing to do with you, but I didn't, I didn't get any of that. Now think about the message that brings what that says is I see it so clearly. I see that version of me and I am so distanced from that version of me. 
Do you see the message that brings? That says to the betrayed, oh, he really sees who he was or she was. And, you know, and, and really understands and really gets it. Because if they don't know that you see how different you are, or, or if you don't, if they don't know that you recognize a difference, their fear is, well, if there's no real change, how do they not slip back into that again? So think of this really brief conversation that I drew out for him, where you just kind of nonchalantly walk into the room and say, you know, with empathy, deep, deep empathy, I, I get how much I hurt you and you have every right not to trust me. I was not trustworthy at all. So now you're acknowledging, now you're bringing it up. You're showing, I'm thinking about you enough to bring this up, even if it's going to trigger a whole conversation and everything else, right? So those are, that's what's going on right there. And then you're showing the space, the diff, the distance in who you are now based on who you were. I see so clearly who I was. I mean, I was this, that, the other thing, whatever. And now you've shown that space. So your partner sees, wow, they're, they're really, they're getting it enough to see who they were and who they are now. And I, I, it, however long it takes, I am spending my last breath, uh, if that's what it takes, letting you know, um, I am someone that you can trust and feel safe and comfortable with and whatever your, your words are. Now there's that safety and security uh, and trust that's being rebuilt. And then you walk out of the room. Do you see what a powerful message that is in something just like that? Now I'm saying, and then you leave the room because at the end of that, you don't want to stick around and wait for your accolades and wait to be told how great you are and, and make it about you. It's not about you. So in that little experience right there, you are saying so much and it's registering. And it's so funny because I know there are going to be so many people in our community that are going to be sharing on the group call with, uh, that I meet with, I meet with the betrayed on the group call and they're going to say, oh my gosh, you know what just happened? And it's going to be hopefully their partners who picked up this uh, tip and used it. Anyway, the whole idea is yes, if you are the betrayer, you can change, but it's because you are ready to become someone you're proud of. You're tired of being who you were and, and walking around with shame and being disgusted with your, with your actions. And let's say you have kids, you want to be a role model and you want to be someone that, that says what they mean and means what they say. You know, there's something that feels so good about being trustworthy knowing that if you say something, it's as good as gold. That's your word. And that's, and that's all it takes. You say something, you mean it. And to rebuild trust in yourself and then rebuild that trust in the person or the people whose hearts you've shattered. I mean, that, that's, that's where things really, really change. And I have seen so many of our rebuild members become so healed and, and it's a different kind of confidence. It's not that ego bravado confidence. It's real. And it's real because it's earned, because they've been there and back. They get their actions and, and what, they, what they've done. They were willing to face what they've done. And I see this with so many people. They're just unwilling to get comfortable. They're unwilling 
to do that deep transformative work because you're meeting up with parts of you that you're trying to outrun, but you've decided I'm not going to outrun it. I'm going to meet with it, deal with it, face it, feel it and heal it. And that's exactly what happens when you do that. Is it easy? No. But those of you who've been on enough of the, listen to enough of these episodes, I say it all the time. And it's a saying, I'm telling you, you can apply it to every single thing. It will work. And it's hard now, easy later, easy now, hard later, take your pick. It's going to be one of those two. When you are healing from betrayal, when you are the betrayed, or when you are the betrayer, it's the same thing. Hard now, easy later. That's the way you're going to move through this. Hard now, you're facing all of these really painful things that you've done. You're facing your lies. You're facing your deception. You're facing breaking the breaking of those spoken and, and or unspoken rules that you had with the person who trusted and believed in you. That's hard to face. But when you do, when you do, you learn to first forgive yourself because you know that Maya Angelou saying, if you knew better, you'd do better or something like that, right? That was the best you could do based on who you were at the time. Well, this version of you is so much more healed, so much healthier, has some such a greater awareness that you wouldn't make those decisions again. You think differently, you're acting differently because you are different. And you, you know, it's, it, I say this to the betrayed, and this will be helpful too. And for those of you, for the betrayers who are listening, Cells turn over. You have trillions and trillions of cells. They turn over every single day, meaning you literally become physically a new version of yourself. I think it's every seven years or something. All of your cells have turned over, making you a completely different person. So is it possible to be different? Yes, it is. Between the cells doing the work that they're doing, you doing the mental emotional work that you're doing, it is possible. And for the, for the betrayed who questions, and I get why you're questioning, I get it because you're like, how could somebody behave in that way and then be different? And I'm not suggesting that all betrayers change at all. But what I, what I am saying is look at yourself Look at you, look at the version of you before betrayal. And if you've done the work to heal, look at the version of you now. If you've done the work and you are moving through the proven predictable five stages from betrayal to breakthrough, you are not the same person. You, the, the version of you who was so sick, sad, stuck, small, that stage two, stage three version of yourself is not the same person you are in stage four and is not the same person you are in stage five. So if you can look and say, I don't even think that way anymore. I don't, I don't act that way anymore. That's not even me. So use yourself as your own proof that if you can change, so can others. And I know I struggled with this myself because when I was rebuilding a very different uh, relationship with my husband for the second time, right? Remember my betrayal, those of you who know my story, that was the crash and burn, the end of the whole thing. And then, you know, eventually as two transformed people, we married each other again. Now, never in a billion years would I have done that if I wasn't totally different and if he wasn't totally different. So change and transformation is absolutely and entirely possible 
but it's only possible if both of you are completely willing on your own to do the deep transformative work. This is not about go to some couples counselor who tries to sort of negate or minimize or what. And I'm not suggesting that, I mean, some couples counselors are wonderful, but if the whole goal is just to get you both to being okay, it, it often is very short-sighted because the betrayed has to go through their own reckoning and uh, healing physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And so does the betrayer. And when they do that on their own separately, which is a very big fear for a lot of people, they're afraid, but wait a second, if they, if there are some big consequences for this betrayal, then what if, what if it doesn't work? Well, think about it. If the only way it works is if you don't heal, is that good? Does that work for you? And so often that's the choice that many people make where they're so afraid to heal that they would, that they sabotage. And I see this, they sabotage their healing. So they kind of make it quote unquote work. And I have also spoken with people who said, just, just get, help me with my head. So I could be, I can be okay with this not saying help me heal so I can move through it and then decide what I want to do. Help me just rearrange my mind and my head so that I don't notice or care. That is not what I'm talking about. Betrayal shatters everything. It shatters your heart. It shatters your trust. And the beauty of that is now there's no need to patch up. There is nothing to patch up. But to rebuild something from the ground up new, whether it's a brand new you who is so solid and empowered and healthy and happy and strong, right? Or collectively, it's a brand new you and a brand new them because they were doing the work themselves. That's when you create that 2.0 relationship, that 2.0 couple. So as I say to all of our members, who ask me, what do I do? What, you know, about them and them and them. This is not a time where it's about them. Once you've been betrayed, this is a time where it's all about you. You harness your resources, your energetic resources, and you use it to move through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. If you are the betrayer, you have a little bit of a different job. You are, uh, coming up with the reasons why you chose those actions, seeing who you were and who you want to become. And also, if you have the precious opportunity of a second chance, you are being there in the way your partner needs when they need it. So two very different roles, but really what I, what I just wanted to share is when I hear people saying, um, why did you just, you know, you sold your soul. People don't change this and that. I get why people say that because from their experience, that's what they know. And that's what's been the case for them. And that's why they also have these repeat experiences. You, you know, even my study proved that when we don't heal and we see it in health and work and relationships, in relationships, for example, we see it in one of two ways. One way is the big wall goes up. We're like, nope, been there, done that. Not letting anybody get close to me again. Our heart was so hurt that we would rather keep everyone at a distance than, than just allow for that level of vulnerability. Uh, again, take that chance on opening up our hearts again. So we'd rather keep everybody away. The other 
way we see it in relationships is a repeat betrayal. The faces change, but it's the same thing. And why does that happen? It's because there's a profound lesson. I am not saying it's your fault, it's your opportunity. There's a profound lesson needing to be learned. Maybe the lesson is you never took time for your own uh, self-care or you never took your own needs seriously. Maybe you don't believe that you're worthy, deserving, lovable, whatever that is. Until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. So if that's you, understand your experience. Yes, I get why it would absolutely lead you to, to believe that people don't change or uh, you, you know, you're just, it only happens again because until and unless you change, you will attract more of it. Again, it's not your fault. That lesson hasn't been learned. So I get why the why you may be uh, feeling that way. And also in the case of repeat betrayals with the same partner, unless and until there is a profound change in, that shakes up that relationship to the core, there really aren't, aren't you know, kind of many consequences here, here. And so there really are no lessons learned. And we do this for any number of reasons. We do this because of financial fear, uh, fear of change, fear of the unknown, religious reasons. That's a big one. Uh, not wanting to break up a family. I get all the reasons, but uh, when even in the study, there were three groups who did not heal. And one group was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. And I saw two things to that with that group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, that group was the most physically sick with symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome. So know that, that you're doing everything you can to, whether it's keep your family together, keep the marriage together, uh, just prevent changes from happening, but be very aware that you may be doing that at your own expense. And people say to me, they're like, but I don't want to be the reason why I break up my family. Well, I want you to think about this. You're not the reason. The betrayal created the shattering. You just having some, uh, you know, boundaries or consequences because of it doesn't make you um, bad or wrong. It's just that you value yourself enough to make some changes, whether that's rebuilding, if that's what you want to do in a very different way, or making some other decisions. I would never step into someone's uh, marriage or family and say what's right or what's wrong. But I can say what the research proved, what we see within our members in the PBT Institute, what I've experienced myself. And I will tell you, having lost loved ones, uh, having disease myself, being in the ICU for 11 days, there was nothing harder I've ever done than rebuilt an entirely new relationship with the person who hurt me. Um, but I can also tell you, Doing that and moving through the five stages and living in this place of that, that's completely new because it's, it's been worked on and worked through and earned, it's a whole different experience. So no need to make any decisions now. You need to heal right now. And if you're the betrayer, and, and like I said, you've been giving, you've been gifted that golden opportunity, don't mess it up. It's precious. Trust was shattered. It needs to be earned from the ground up once again. Don't give it and take it away. Keep giving. Don't worry about if it's 
being noticed or recognized. The person you hurt is in tremendous pain. They need to get support as well. But if you're doing the work and you're, you're doing it right, it's being seen, it's being felt, it's being noticed. Keep going. This is the hardest work you'll ever do as well. So our rebuild program is here. If that can help you, uh, if you're the betrayer and you really want to become someone you're proud of, our reclaim program, of course, is for the betrayed. You know, just I'll end with this little story. I just love it so much. We had um, we had a couple uh, in our betrayed in our reclaim and our rebuild program, and the rebuild member, the husband, was asking me, "What do I say? What do I do?" And I gave him an absolute gem of "You say this and you do this and don't say this and don't do this." And he was writing down all his notes. And then on our group call with the betrayed, um, I didn't know if he was going to just listen to that, take my advice or not. And then on my call with the betrayed, she was there and she speaks up and she's like, Oh my gosh, he's like the guy I met in college only better. And like, I'm silently high-fiving him because, and just giggling to myself because he got it. And he, and he listened, this stuff works. It works. It's grueling. And it's the most transformative work you'll ever do. So I hope that helps. If you're the betrayer, this is the opportunity of a lifetime to rebuild right. If you're the betrayed, don't stay stuck in stage three. You owe it to yourself to live that stage five version of yourself. So I hope that helps and I'll catch you next time. You need the right tools, support, and the right community to move through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. And we have all that within the PBT Institute. So join us at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. There's a version of you who's so confident, healthy, peaceful, and happy on the other end of your healing. And we can't wait to help you get there. We got you. Thanks for listening. And here's to your breakthrough.